Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Happy New Year to you, and um, we look forward to a very great uh, 2017 filled with the blessings of God, filled with the favor of God, and filled with the increase of God. Um, Today I'm going to start a series uh, that I titled Prayer and Fasting. Uh, It's going to comprise uh, 40 clips, Uh, so we're going to be going through 40 clips uh, on prayer and fasting, but these clips are going to be very short. Uh, they are going to be short clips of about 15 minutes maximum. And what I'll be doing is to touch on various aspects of prayer and fasting. And I think this is the best time of the year for us to um, have this discussion, you know, about prayer and fasting and uh, what the benefits of praying and benefits of fasting are at this time of the year. So that's what we'll be going through for the next uh, 40 days. I'll endeavor to record uh, one clip per day. So we're looking to go for 40 days. So today is day one, 1st of January 2017. So you're welcome uh, to this series on prayer and fasting. And um, this is going to comprise of a video and um, audio um, recording, but on the video side of things, you'll be looking at the scriptures and the notes uh, that I'm going to be speaking from uh, on the screen. So uh, we look forward to uh, a great time. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that you should use my vocal cords today to speak directly into the hearts of your people, that your spirit will cause your voice to be heard in the hearts of the people, even as I speak from the scriptures today, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for an outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation upon our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, yeah, once again, uh, you are welcome. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because this is the beginning of the year 2017. And uh, ever since I became a Christian, um, at the beginning of the year, we have various churches, you know, turn up and say, okay, this is our year of blessings. This is our year of breakthroughs. This is our year of supernatural increase. This is our year of supernatural favor and all the rest. So, and uh, I think years back, I, w- I was in a situation uh, along with my wife. Uh, we did not have a child. Uh, we did not have a child and we had been married for a while. And at the beginning of the of the year, I remember that you know we'll run with this you know uh, prophetic utterances, all these um, you know like declarations for the year and all the rest. And it's like you just have this little thought inside you that oh, I just hope it's gonna work this year. I just hope this year is gonna be my year. And to be honest with you, it almost became like the lottery. You know, a spiritual lottery. You know, the kind that, you know, the man who was at the pool, uh, at the the bedside pool for 38 years. You know, that kind of lottery where you, 
start the year and you'll be wondering that I hope it's going to happen this year. Uh, some people are not married, uh, especially ladies, and at the beginning of the year now, they're already thinking that little thought inside their heart in the midst of all these declarations and everything that I hope it's going to happen this year. And you see, that I hope is going to happen this year is not really born of certainty. You know, it's born of, you know, like um, you're not really sure if it's going to happen. It's almost like you think that there is someone out there who is manipulating things that maybe there's an angel out there or God is out there who is making a decision whose turn it is going to be this year, whether your name is going to be on the, um, your name is, is going to be on the short list of people who are going to actually be blessed this year. You're not really sure. And you see so many of these thoughts, you know, will go through our minds. And I'm sure these thoughts go through the minds of many Christians. In fact, at some point, one day I saw on social media, someone actually wrote out there on social media. I wrote out there on social media and said that, um, uh, well, it was meant to be like a joke or a banter, but it was something I took very seriously uh, in my heart. He said um, that, oh, the year has two more days to go and uh, the pastor needs to come and explain to me why all the things he said will happen to me at the beginning of the year has not have not happened. So, so, at, so many Christians, you know, have various ways in which they handle these prophetic declarations. Some are handling them by putting the responsibility on God that, look, God is responsible and he has failed and he has not lived up to these declarations in my life that, oh, I started the beginning of the year uh, saying that this has to be done, this has to be done, and now this is the end of the year. Nothing was done. Nothing happened. And I am still in the same situation. Some other Christians are putting the responsibility of this on the vessels of God who led them into those declarations. Maybe they are pastors or some television preacher or some television teacher or they are apostles or the prophets in their churches who prophesied to them that, oh, this year, unfailingly this year, you are going to get married. Now, um, this is uh, 30th of December. You did not marry. In fact, they prophesied to you in 2016 that it was going to happen in 2016 and it did not happen and this is 1st of January 2017. Now, if you fall into that kind of category, um, this series is going to do you a lot of good. I was in that category of people before, and revelation from God's word came that liberated me uh, from that shackle. So now prophetic declarations are no longer a time of pain for me, but a time where a picture of my expectation is being painted before me. And it is left to me to sit down with God and get these prophecies and declarations activated and manifested in my life. And these are the things that we're going to go through in these 40 days. So if you have been through that cycle of, well, the, uh, the prophecy at the beginning of the year and then at the end of the year, uh, you still did not see it happen, welcome to the club. And uh, we're going to navigate uh, very properly today and for the next 39 days as well. And we're going to see from God's word the responsibilities that God has actually put on us uh, to make these things happen. Hallelujah. And with that, I'm going to 
uh, go into the first set of scriptures uh, that I'll be sharing today from First Timothy chapter one verse eighteen. Now we're going to see an example of a prophetic utterance or more like a prophecy. I mean, let's take all the declarations that we have in church today, first of January, as prophetic utterances and prophecies. Now, First Timothy one eighteen, he says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. And um, the, I also like the NASB version, New American Standard uh, Bible. He says, This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in according with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, by them means that by these prophecies, you fight the good fight. Uh, you know, some people call it the good fight of faith. Yes, it is a good fight of faith if you look at First uh, Timothy six twelve. Yeah, it is a good fight of faith. So let's go back to this. Come back to the scripture. It says, "This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by these prophecies mightest war a good warfare." So we see here that someone called Timothy, who would also be in our shoes today if he was alive today received prophecies he had prophecies given to him but paul was then reminding him and committing a charge unto him that look the charge is this that these are according to the prophecies which went before on thee you need to use these prophecies to war a good warfare. So we see that there is something missing here uh, in the in a number of things that we've been doing. We received a prophecy. We received a declaration. I'm in no dispute with the declaration because these declarations are from the scriptures. I mean, when I mean the churches where you have these declarations being given, they back them up with scriptures. So, when, I mean, your pastor comes along, says, this is our year of supernatural favor, he backs it with a scripture. Your pastor comes along, says, this is our year of all-round increase, he backs it with a scripture. And we know that scriptures are prophecies. Scriptures are prophetic in nature. The Bible says that we have a more sure word of prophecy, and that is the scripture. So, these scriptures and prophecies, they are valid. But the Bible says that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So you see that warfare is required as a prerequisite for these prophecies to come into manifestation. What I used to find those days was that when these prophecies came, when these declarations came and were told, in fact, we even had stickers, you know, we had stickers, we put the stickers on your car, you buy the sticker with money and you now be looking with one eye that, okay, God, I've done everything they said we should do. And uh, they said, this is our year of prophecy. Uh, this is my, uh, my year of uh, supernatural increase. Yes, my year of supernatural increase. I've danced and did this on day one, 1st of January 2017. I have bought sticker. This is our year of supernatural increase. I have put the sticker on my house. I have put the sticker on my car. <laughs> it must happen, no? And then at the end of the year, it did not happen. Why? We have found one thing that is missing. You did not war a good warfare. And how do you war a warfare? Those are the things that we're going to be looking at 
uh, subsequently. Let's also check out Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. Now this was another prophetic word again. He says, Arise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given into thine hand Sihon the Hamorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. So we see here that a promise was given. An inheritance had been given. Just like we have these prophetic declarations, we have these utterances, we have these cliches that, you know, we speak to ourselves at the beginning of the year. But the Bible went on to say here, it says, begin to possess it. How do you possess it? How do you come into the manifestation? Possess means that, you know, like, feel, I mean, come into a tangible possession a tangible that you are actually holding the fulfillment and the manifestation of that prophecy he says begin to possess it and how do you do that by contending with sihon the amorite king of eshbon in battle and our contention definitely is not with flesh and blood our contention is against spiritual wickedness in high places so we see here from the scriptures that I mean, from uh, from the previous one, which is First uh, Timothy one eighteen, and to Deuteronomy two twenty four, that you cannot possess the prophecies that have been given unto you until you fight. There has to be a fight. There has to be a contention in battle. Hallelujah. There has to be a fight. There has to be a contention in battle. Even Jesus, the Son of God, that had, I mean several scriptures speaking about him prophetically there are dozens of prophecies about jesus so jesus would never have been in a doubt as to what is his destiny and his future was when he was growing up and studying the scriptures but let's look at what hebrews 5 6 to 9 says he says and he saith also in another place thou art a priest forever after the order of melchizedek who in the days of his flesh that's jesus in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared though he were a son yet lent he obedience by the things which he suffered and being made perfect he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him can you see that now that even jesus the son of god our king of kings and lord of lords when he also had his own prophetic utterances that even had his name written on them in fact i mean they had his name boldly written on them eternal father prince of of peace mighty god wonderful counselor emmanuel he knew he was the one yet the bible says he offered up prayers and supplications with strong cries and tears which which with strong cries and tears unto God that was able to save him from death and was hurt in that effect. My time is up now and we're going to continue from here tomorrow. But let me leave you with one thing. The prophetic utterances have been given to you, but if you 
leave the church today and then from the 2nd of January go to bed, go to sleep without engaging in spiritual warfare, you are going to be in the same spot again this time next year. So it is very important that you wage warfare using the declarations, using the prophecies that have been committed into your hands. Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. Listen and be blessed. Hi there, good evening. This is uh, Pastor Sholadio. You're welcome to day two of uh, prayer and fasting. And today we're going to continue with our introduction that we kicked off with yesterday. I had some uh, wonderful uh, feedback uh, yesterday uh, from people who were blessed uh, by uh, uh, teaching yesterday on day one. And also I had a question that we're going to tackle or I'm going to uh, attempt to answer towards uh, the end of this clip. Uh, just like I said yesterday, um, this is going to be uh, a daily clip that is not going to go for more than uh, 15 minutes because we want to take things in, in absorbable quantities. So once again, you're welcome. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for the privilege that you have given us to gather at your feet to receive of the things which you have prepared for us even before the foundations of the world. Lord, I ask that let there be an outpouring of your spirit today that will cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened and that will cause us to be strengthened and edified so that your name will be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So once again, you're welcome. And um, yesterday, uh, we started off uh, by looking at um, a few scriptures that had to do with uh, prophecies and prophetic utterances. And we'll just do a quick recap and then uh, finish off our introduction today and go into other things tomorrow. Um, yesterday, we uh, looked into First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, where Paul uh, was writing to Timothy, and he said, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So, uh, we see here that, um, uh, we see here that, uh, Paul was saying to Timothy that, yes, I know that, um, prophecies have gone forth, but, uh, you need to use these prophecies to fight a warfare that by these prophecies you need to war a good warfare and the bible says that we should fight the good fight of faith so we see that it's a good fight it's a good warfare and why is it called a good fight or a good warfare it's simply because uh we are guaranteed to win the outcome has already been decided even before we started and we need to go into life with this um with, uh, with this conviction that any time there is a spiritual war ahead of you it's already decided in your favor you're not going to beg god whether uh he will grant you victory or not it is decided in your favor and that's why the bible calls it a good warfare so we see here that after prophecies have gone forth you don't just go to sleep 
and expect them to happen and then at the end of the year you turn up and see that nothing has happened and then you either blame god or blame the church or blame the pastor but you did not take these prophecies as weapons to use in a good warfare to obtain a manifestation so it is very important that uh, uh, prophecies well will comprise of you know the declarations in church and all the rest but also every scripture every scripture every revelation of scripture is actually a prophecy because the bible says that we have a more sure word of prophecy and that is the scripture so the scriptures are prophetic because they tell your future so even if nobody stood in front of you to say thus saith the lord just pick up your bible and start reading it and what you see there as a promise unto you is your own doth saith the lord now in deuteronomy 2 24 it says rise ye up take your journey and pass over the river anon behold i have given into thine hand sihon the amorite king of heshbon and his land begin to possess it and contend with him in battle so we see here that there is an action word he says begin to possess it and contend with him in battle so we see here that we are not just supposed to sit down and say oh, okay because god has said something there you go you just sit down and just watch it happen no you are going to contend in battle you are going to begin to possess what god said he has already given you and you've got to realize something that he says i have given into thine hand now let's look at it from two angles here god said i have given into thine hand now god is not missing words if he says i have given indeed he has given but then god went on to say begin to possess it and contend with him in battle two things try um, you know like jump out at me begin to possess it so the fact that god has given you Sihon, the amorite does not mean that you are in physical possession of what he has given because the same god who said he has given you then went on to say begin to possess so it is one thing for god to give you something it is another thing for you to begin to possess what god has given you then not only are you going to step out to possess what god has given you the bible also says here that contend with him in battle so this begins to tell me that there is an opposition that for everything that god has given you there is an action to take which is to begin to possess it and there is also an opposition in the spirit that is standing in the way of the possession of your successful possession of that which the lord has given unto you so it is very important that whenever you meet with a prophecy whenever you meet with a scripture know that you need to begin to possess it and you that 
more often than not there is going to be a battle there is going to be a war in the spirit but the bible says that it is a good warfare and the bible also says that it is a good fight which means that the outcome has already been paid for with the blood of jesus the blood of jesus guarantees our victory in battle and our victory in spiritual warfare but the bible says begin to possess it are you beginning to possess what god has given you in 2000 2017 are you going to sleep again and put those prophecies inside the pages of your bible and do nothing about them is that what you're going to do this year no you're going to do two things you're going to begin to possess it and you're going to contend with him in battle you're going to contend with the opposition in battle which means that there is a conflict there is a battle there is a war that you need to fight to possess that which the lord has given you and then we went on to see that even our jesus our perfect example jesus our lord our master the eternal that's the eternal father the eternal i mean <laughs> that's the, the ever our everlasting father rather our eternal god our great god mighty god what happened hebrews 5 6 to 9 he says and he saith in another place thou art a priest for ever after the order of melchizedek who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared so we see that even jesus before he stepped out into his ministry he was praying and he was fasting and he was crying out unto the lord he was battling and warring and pushing in the spirit and then we're going to start for today let us see what happened when jesus came out of fasting and praying for 40 days the bible says in matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 4 then was jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil so we see that the fact that you have prayed the fact that you have fasted does not mean that the devil is not going to come he is going to come he is going to come but the bible goes on to say that when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights and 40 nights he was afterward hungry and when the tempter came to him so the tempter is going to come in the place of prayer and fasting he said if thou be the son of god command that these stones be made bread but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god now what jesus had done here was that he had gone without physical food for 40 days and 40 nights but in those in those 40 days and 40 nights he was feeding on the word of god he was feeding on the scriptures he was he was he was waiting upon the lord he was looking out to hear what the father would say unto him so that was why he could say to satan that look man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god so we'll see here that if you do not engage yourself in prayer and fasting 
over what the Lord has written concerning you, you will be eating bread alone and you will not have any word proceeding out of the mouth of God. So you see here that your body is sustained by bread, but your spirit is sustained by the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So a time has to come where you are going to fast, where you are going to pray and starve your body to a point where your spirit will be eating and literally feeding on the word of God. That's the word of God itself would not only sustain your spirit, it will even sustain your body. Hallelujah. It will even sustain your body in the place of prayer and fasting. So it is very important that if you want to see the fulfillment of and the manifestation of what God has said and written concerning you, you need to embrace a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. And in that place, you are not just praying and fasting for fun. You are not just, um, you're, you're not going on a hunger strike. You're not, um, this is not a diet. Excuse me. It is not a diet. It is called prayer and fasting. So in that time, you are feeding on the word of God. It is very important what you expose your spirit to in the place of prayer and fasting. And let's look at the other scripture that describes the same experience. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it may be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There is another part of that. I mean, at the end of the three temptations, in the book of Luke, the Bible says that the devil departed from him for a season. So you see, for every season of your life, every season where you want a manifestation to come, you need to embrace the practice of fasting and prayer. And when you embrace the practice of fasting and prayer, you are going to come to a point where you will defeat the enemy and beat him black and blue and he will go away for a season and then he will come back again after another season. So when we say that we're going to pray and we're going to fast, we're not praying and fasting just once and for all and then we have victory for the rest of our lives and we're just going to go on and be sleeping and eating and drinking. No, you are doing it for a season. And in this season, you're going to get, I mean, device, a, I mean, like come up with a, a personal program. If you don't have a church program of prayer and fasting for this season of 2017. And we're going to see the great things that the Lord is going to do for us. Um, my time is almost up, but very quickly, I'll share a testimony. Um, I'll share a testimony with you. Um, there was a lady who... Um, you know, like at the beginning of the year that she had all the catchphrases, the declarations and everything uh, from the church. I know this is our year of this, this is our year of that. You know, this is our year of this, this is our year of that. And guess what happened? She got to work on Monday, first day of the year, she was fired. Now, many Christians at this point would have just said, eh, you see, the pastor is just, he was just deceiving us. He made us repeat those declarations. He took the offering and ran away. They have fired me. Or another Christian could have said, God, why did you let this happen to me? But do you know what this lady did? They, did it even, they didn't even have a fasting and praying program in her church. 
So she went to join up with the redeemed people who were doing like 40 or 100 days that year. You won't believe what happened though. Man, by the time she was out of that season, she got another job, a far better job. Not only did she get a far better job, she she's based in the UK. She did not have the right papers. Her papers supernaturally came through without telling lies to the authority. So she now has a permanent stay in the UK. See what the Lord did when she took time off to fast and pray and to pound against the devil and to pound that enemy into submission. So I want to encourage you with that testimony as you know, as we go on in our series on prayer and fasting. And I know that great rewards and great blessings are coming our way as we enjoy uh, these revelations and also as we practice uh, the principles of prayer and fasting. I'll see you guys tomorrow as we continue on our 40-day journey. Good night. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org. That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7 F3CD I repeat 52C7 F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord.